0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We wanted to start this show off by uh, getting to some more of your questions that you have inputted uh, to us on the, uh, through our Instagram page. Please keep those common. We have that linked as a, a highlight on our Instagram. Um, so we're going to go through a few of those from uh, the absurd mailbag. Cool. Okay. Let me bring it up. Let me get right into. It. Okay, first one's for Tanner. Tanner gets a lot of questions from the third mailbag. He's I don't know a why. Man, um, first one is: Will Tanner go into detail
1: about the worst bet he's ever lost?
2: Ooh, <laughs> juicy. The worst bet I ever
1: <laughs> lost is. It was really stupid. It was. I. It was on the betting website I used. They had a line that was too good to be true it was so good in fact that if I bet both sides of the line I would guarantee that I made money and so I thought (laughs) it was like a glitch that I should take advantage of so I usually do not bet that big amounts I think my biggest bet prior to that was probably like $25 on an individual event and I put $200 on that because I thought I had guaranteed money and so it turns out Broken lines are a common thing in the betting website world, and when they do happen, basically the the side of the bet that was broken just gets voided, you get your money back. However, I put an equal amount of money on both sides, so I had a $100 bet on a bet that I really did not want. I only took it because I thought it was guaranteed, and so I ended up having $100 on a a bet that I didn't believe in, and sure enough, it did not cash, and so that's my worst betting loss ever, $100 loss on something. I don't remember the game, I don't remember what it was, I think it might have been an NFL game, but... I didn't even want it. I kind of just got stuck with it. And yeah, that's my worst betting loss ever. So
0: you lost a hundred of your
1: 200 lost a hundred of the 200. Ooh. The worst part was I didn't, nice. I didn't actually want the bet. Like I only took it because I thought I had gear. I thought I found like a loophole. Right. And so I just got, I ended up just like, I forget who it was. I was just like cheering for him really hard that night for like no reason. <laughs> I had no faith.
2: And uh, what's, what's the moral of that story? What's the lesson learned?
1: I think too good to be true. I should coin that term. Yeah. That, but that's uh
2: sure. Yeah, that's a great that one. That's,
1: that's very original. Thoughtfully <laughs> absurd podcast dash too good to be true.
0: Um, so also I'm gonna f I am going to want to follow that up with the question. Do you think over your little bit of sports betting have you made are you about to ask or if or we've I've made money?
1: My, are you kidding me? I am absolutely so far down, dude. I'm so far. Oh really? Down. It is oh, that is the funniest I you're doing good question. Lately, so I thought. <laughs> no, I made I made like thirty dollars lately, but I, oh, that is the funniest that question. That kind of set you down. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think overall I'm probably down, and I've been betting for like three years now. So I think over the course of three years, I'm probably lost like four hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars. Oh. So it sounds like a if it's over the three year period though, so it's really not yeah, that much. No, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the funny. You're not the first person to ask that, and I always think I just like laugh out loud because I'm like, no, I haven't even came close to making money.
0: Ooh, see, I'm not getting. If I ever get into it, I can't get advice from you.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm notorious for just having horrible picks. People ah, often will just okay. sit, like take whatever I give, and they go the opposite way and get rich.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, now that we've heard about Tanner's Plights I'm gonna get into the next question which is we talked about this a little bit but what is your all time favorite TV show this is all time favorite
1: for me it's The mm. Office it's simple mm. actually hold on let me be unique I'm gonna say Person of Interest
0: is that actually your favorite though yeah you no, no it
1: actually is genre? I, I mean I, it would probably be The Office or a Person of Interest and so I might as well just pick the one that is a little bit less expected right. burst of interest is awesome it's on netflix i, it. I don't think a, i've
2: ever even heard of that one
1: it's like a classic crime show like case of the week style but it's got a bunch of technology in it and it's kind of cool and that it's very i think it's pretty you know obviously it's pretty fake but it's kind of a cool take on what could happen if technology went too far
0: is it isn't is that really old or is it
1: kind of it's sort of old i mean i think the show yeah. ended in like 2017
0: Okay. So it's not not, like new,
1: but yeah. What about you, Ian?
2: Ooh, you know, there's a lot of shows out there. There's a lot of shows. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Psych. I kind of grew up on it. I think it's (laughs) hilarious. It's got some good drama, some romance, some action, a lot of comedy. I'm all about it.
1: I could have called that. I forgot how much yeah. yeah. like you like, yeah, to say it.
2: Close second, honestly, probably New Girl. Wow,
1: that's a good
2: okay. show, too. Oh, oh shoot. Show. But uh, uh, The Witcher is so good. <laughs> close oh, third. Oh, gosh. Don't the even Witcher's get me started not on Avatar. that good. Oh, no. The Witcher bro, was tripping. okay. You're tripping. Bro. The
1: Witcher was okay.
2: I was addicted. I binged it so
1: hard. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was not great. One of the only shows that I've binged is The Witcher. I don't know. I could. It took me a while because I didn't. I couldn't, but
0: I thought it was okay.
2: What's your favorite show?
0: This is a hard question for me because I like. I have favorite shows in like the different genres of shows. Like Did if you're talking talk? about if you're talking about yeah, Chuck. Chuck, I would probably say <laughs> is my favorite show. If you're talking about sitcoms, How Much Your Mother takes it. Um, and if you're talking about like seriously, like really good television, like Chuck is. A Good show, but it's not like a like, you know, win awards like crazy awesome show. It's good for different reasons So yeah, you're an idiot, Tanner. It's a great show. (laughs) It's fantastic show It's a good show for all the reasons all these all great reasons But if we're talking about like critically acclaimed shows then probably breaking bad is my favorite and we talked about on the the last episode, but Mm -hmm. So I've those three in the different genres are my favorite Nice Okay, um let's do time for a couple more. Let's see. Um we're gonna get real dark. Someone said oh, a real dark question. So uh yeah, we're just gonna go straight there. So what are what are your worst fears? Or fear? Yeah. Let's say your worst fear. Let's do one because I don't wanna I don't wanna get what if I'm fearless? You're not, you're not.
1: Trust. Ooh.
2: Do you have an answer, Tanner?
1: Um, I have an irrational fear of uh, I don't even know what the word for it is. It's that thing where there's a bunch of little small holes. Do you know what I'm talking about, Luke? Uh, yeah, Swiss I geez. do know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: the,
1: that that isn't a real a fear though, because that's not yeah. It, is, it does have a name, but that's not a real thing. Like there's nothing in the world that kind of exists that looks like a that.
2: Bunch of little holes.
1: Yeah, you just got yeah, to look, like a look up, weird thing. A, like Ian, look it up. Irrational fear of a bunch of little holes, and you'll probably something will come up. I don't want to see it because it puts me on edge really sure. fast. But uh, probably the ocean, being stuck in the ocean. Whenever I just like sharks in the whole water like scare me. Whenever I go to the ocean, I'm really like, I don't, I'm not scared at all until I get in the water and I start to think about what if a shark came and the, then all of a sudden just like, I can't get it out of my head and it's kind of just sticks yeah. with me.
0: Then you just, your feet are just dangling down there. You're everything that, t-
1: like everything that brushes against my yeah. feet, I'm like freaking out, trying to like figure out what it is. It's terrible.
0: I feel that one. It's called tri- trypophobia. tripophobia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fear or it. disgust of closely packed holes. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Ooh. It's so weird.
2: For example, the head of a lotus seed pod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just That's weird. I didn't know that here. I didn't know that you were I I didn't know that you had that. Oh That's I funny. have a, I another it. another
2: example it gives is the body of a strawberry. Could, trig- could triver- trigger.
0: You can't
1: even look dis- at a strawberry. No. How
2: do you feel about strawberries?
1: <laughs> I don't, doesn't trigger it. Okay. So my Let's fears see. are the ocean and also dying alone. Yep. <laughs> That's gotta be. It's gotta
0: be. It's not funny. It's <laughs> I Ian, I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours.
2: Hmm. I'm not a fan of depth. I can, like, well, handle mean? height. I don't prefer height, oh, but, like, okay. depth, well, specifically, oh. freaks me out. So, like...
1: Like, like deep water? I, Is that what you're talking
2: about? For example, like deep water. Yeah. Like, if I'm, okay. like, treading water and it's just way, way down, that freaks me out.
1: Like the Marinera trench?
2: Yeah, the Marinera <laughs> trench. <laughs> the <marinara> Precisely. Trench. <laughs> um, Another one, I think just like kind of life in general would be like a fear of complacency like let me all right gary v let me explain like (laughs) i i just envision like you know you're like midlife like late 40s early 50s and like looking back and like wondering what happened and where did life go i guess i have a fear of like kind of getting stuck in a routine and life just flying by and, and and just being comfortable with with how things are now and not like now just lack of intentionality i guess and and what that could could result in for for years and years and years to come but i don't want to look back on life and and be like oh where'd all the years go you know yeah I think that's scary
0: yeah that is a scary one I definitely have that as well I definitely have that as well. As far as like the I don't know, as far as like the very you know, like the common ones like we've been talking about. I don't I don't have too much of an issue with heights. And I'm not I'm the like best with airplanes. Holes. I'm not I'm not no, small holes I, I can I <laughs> almost just said I can stare at small holes all day. I <laughs> um I I, I, yeah. I uh I, I, not the best with airplanes. I'm not like super afraid of them, but I hate taking off. I hate taking off from an airplane. Like the first five minutes when you're on an airplane, I do not like that. Really? That's the, that, that. That's not my thing, bro. I don't care about landing. Landing's easy for me, but the takeoff where like you're, you literally feel yourself at like this angle, angled upwards mm-hmm. and you usually hit some turbulence going up and you do the dips. I hate that, bro. That's, that's weird. That's, that's, I'm not into that. I have other so
1: friends who are scared of planes too.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. The rest of the flight is not as bad for me. I don't like it, but you know, but when we get into like the more serious fears, my biggest fear is like uh, loved ones dying. Like hundred percent, hundred.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. That's. I mean, that's dark. But yeah, that's. uh, that's, I mean, that's obviously one for everyone. But that one, yeah, that one gets to me. That oh one doesn't gosh. get to me. Especially. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tanner's like that. Nah, I don't really care.
2: <laughs> Tanner stone cold.
0: He's like, uh, mm-hmm. just just uh, as long as there's no small holes around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the man does not care about loved ones dying, but he is if is scared to die alone.
1: <laughs> That's true. Or with in a room full of holes.
2: Ooh. That'd be a good prank.
1: No. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> we should just take <laughs>
2: screwdrivers to Tanner's walls.
0: Yeah, dude. we should just take thumbtacks and just all right next to each other. Yeah, Everywhere I could do it.
1: Thumbtacks could do it.
0: Yeah. I think Your you're land scared of planes, alone. Luke.
1: Yeah, I think you're scared of planes, Luke, because you can't fit in planes. Yeah, I mean, that
0: also sucks, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it just makes it worse when you feel super cramped. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm okay, also scared, not, scared of our it. podcast
2: not taken off it's a terrible fear it's
0: a fear that's being realized more and more every day we're confronting that actively so
2: So please share our podcast
0: uh... oh yeah okay I think we have time for one more so we can get into the show but um, this is a little more lighthearted and we can actually answer this from well that's not not all of us actually we can't answer this from experience but it says which of the podcast hosts would be the worst roommate I think, hands down, it's got to be Tanner. Why? <laughs> Not that mm. I think you'd be a bad roommate. I just think what you'd be I worse done? than me. I've lived with
2: Here's, my, I've lived here's my biggest question: How do you leave the kitchen after you're done cooking?
1: The way I found it.
2: Ah, oh, respect. Okay, mm. that's mm. my biggest pet peeve.
1: Just yeah. yeah. I do a pretty good job of cleaning up after myself. I'm trying to think of, like, particular evidence I can bring up against either of you to convince you guys that I'm not the worst, just because that is an unfair question, because these guys room together, and I'm the only one who hasn't. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: I, th- I think the biggest thing with this question is, like, Luke and I would know exactly what to expect from each other.
1: Yeah. That's
2: right. But but the scary thing with Tanner is, is, is going into that unknown. Yeah,
1: no, the unknown. I'm uncertainty sorry, yeah. do you That's not like, like occasionally coming home to some really cool new TVs and random impulse tech buys <laughs> that dope. you get to utilize <laughs> then
0: Nope. okay all right fair enough yeah i mean i i would i would cook i would cook for you if i was a roommate tanner can offer that i can cook not yet
1: very basic things
2: <laughs> as to not deal with any uncertainties i I'd, I'd have to say tanner i love you to death you know that for a fact
0: yeah, I'm sending well, all these say, questions yeah. about... Tanner Ch- gets the vote mainly out of uncertainty, mainly because neither okay. of us has lived with him. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> Nothing I'll take but that. respect.
2: It's I'll just kind that. of a t- technicality. Actually, you know,
0: I think I... Yeah, my only experience of, you know, being with you for extended periods of time is, like, you know, trips and stuff, so uh, and I'm a good guy. I think I think from, like, mission trips and things, guy. I just I would not be able to handle you blowing your nose into socks that much. Oh, okay. Yeah?
1: I don't... I'm, I'm, just, t- I'm taking medicine for it now. I don't blow my nose as much. I certainly, still do it. And I, if I'm in our room, I'm not going to use a sock.
0: Yes, that's true. I know. Desperate I've seen you do it, it in emergency situations. Measures. It was unfair. This is not something that Tanner does on a regular basis. i just low, low, one low. time. One time is one time is too many. And I've seen it more. He's than a once. great guy. He's a great guy.
1: Blowing a nose in a sock. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of things There's a lot of things But hey I'm gonna We're gonna call it there We have a little A few more that we'll get to Maybe in another episode So thank you To everybody for uh, Yes for thank you those in Keep sending them in And um, I think we'll Get on to the show What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about something the world needs more of. Needs more of it. Needs more of it right now. I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of comedy. I know Tanner's as well. I know Ian dabbles. Dabbles a little bit. Dabbles. I've been told I'm
2: kind of um, funny sometimes.
0: No, no, we're not saying <laughs> yeah, that. We're, we're talking. Saying, no, we're not. are saying, a a saying we're funny. We're saying you know
2: comedy just, humor in the broadest sense. That's what I'm. Yeah.
0: Going okay. At. Okay. Anyways, I'm a big fan of comedy, stand up comedy, all those sorts of things. So we thought we'd give it some some time to kind of discuss what we think makes things funny, what we like, and just kind of um, kind of dive into that topic. I so want to discuss
1: the intricacies of comedy and the yeah in the human form. What the hell is its purpose?
0: Here's the thing, though. Here's what's here's what what is worries me a little bit about this is sometimes when you break down comedy, it ruins comedy. That is my oh. opinion. No, and no. So everyone, four so, yeah, This careful.
1: episode is not going to be funny at all. <laughs>
0: this is a very yeah, serious let's,
1: discussion. Let's clear that comedy. up right right here. <laughs> if you think this you're going to not... spend any time laughing in the next two and a half hours, <laughs> check your head. Yeah, this is not a joke,
0: right? This is this is the real deal. So, Tanner, I think you are probably the most well versed in the world of, I mean, in the world of like actual comedy. You're really I'd agree that. with that. He's a joke a joke and writer, not even you know. That a few oh. – st- uh, he's done a few uh, open mic nights. Uh, he's, he's a, you know, Tanner's know. got a good – he's got a solid hour set he could do for Netflix. I, so.
1: I do not <laughs> – I do have a vault of jokes, but I think if we want to keep this podcast from requiring the explicit tag, we should probably not go there.
0: Yeah, also I've heard a good number of those jokes. And they're it's like terrible. A, it's like a one for ten hit, hit, hit or miss. Uh...
1: <laughs> Most of them just cause you to breathe out of your nose like – just like a little, oh, bit just like a little yeah, yep, exactly. But it's usually a courtesy sniff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was that? A, is it a chortle?
1: I don't know what that is. I don't know. Okay, well, thing... here's the deal. Oh, oh, oh go ahead, go oh. ahead, go oh. ahead. Oh. No, please. No,
2: uh... no, 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 no. Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll go. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I choose Tanner.
1: Go I, on. This is something I was thinking about as it relates to comedy and humor, and. Uh, maybe this is controversial, but there's kind of a, like a stigma that, uh, ugly people are funnier because they (laughs) had to be funny. (laughs) And I'm not even going to say, I'm not just going to say ugly people. I'm just going to say people that aren't super hot had to be funny, (laughs) especially at a young age, just to like provide value. That sounds terrible.
0: God. Do you
1: believe there is any truth to that?
0: I don't know, man. I think sometimes it's that people use it as like a, a way to like fit in and feel popular, especially when they're young. I think and that might carry over, you know, because it's easier to fit in if you like are good looking and things like that. But
2: I think comedy and sarcasm is a very strong kind of coping mechanism as yeah, yeah. well, you
1: know, whenever I'm laughing, I'm usually dying inside. That's actually
0: that is that is a thing like a lot of a lot of comedians are, you know. Pretty effed up. Yeah, you think they're like so happy, but like it is definitely. I don't know. I don't know what like the intricacies of that are. But there's a lot of comedians who like have gone through a lot of crap. They're, and they're part of are. what makes them funny.
1: I think. I think it. De- I think what I was just saying about how if you aren't super popular, you're kind of happy bunny. I think that's hundred percent true. Not to say that everyone who's funny was like not popular at all or anything in high school and like middle school and everything, but I think that when you aren't athletic or you aren't like you know, you don't provide value in the more, in the things that you, <laughs> you kind stop saying provide sorry, value. God, I don't know. I'm Good trying to Lord. break it down in science terms, but I just know there's a lot of people that like, when I think about the people in my life who are the funniest people, it's not to say that they were, you know, not cool or anything, but you know, it's usually the most athletic, hottest people are generally not the funniest. And I think there's a reason for that. No,
2: I think who's you're
1: right. the funniest. Who's the funniest person, you know? Um, I don't know. That's a tough, That's question. tough question. That's a very tough question. Jeez. with When I'm around people, it's uh, my friend Nick Walker, me and him just, I think, uh, we crack Nick. each other up. Yeah. Me and Nick, or me and my cousin Brandon honestly do pretty well together. So, so you, know you like you like
0: when you can like go in tandem with, with someone? Because both oh, of you mentioned both like you with that person that you can kind of feed on.
1: Absolutely. It's 100%. It's really I think hard. That's a big
0: part of it. That's why I think yeah. stand-up comedy would be so hard because you're not you're feeding oh, off yeah. the audience, but like you're not like
1: Oh,
2: I could not. You know,
0: unless I mean there's I know there's some shows with more than one person, but like you can't you're not like feeding off of somebody like that. Yeah.
2: I'm much more into like kind of conversational humor. Like in the moment natural comes up on the fly, you know, chatting with people. So I'm I'm the same with.
0: Yeah. I don't I know. Don't i think like thinking back to comedy.
1: What,
2: no, I like stand-up comedy. No. I just I would suck at it.
1: Oh, oh well, yeah. I think most people would suck at it. Yeah, I think I want to get back a
0: little bit to what you were saying, Tanner. About first of all, I want to go on the Bride record of value. and say uh, first want to yeah. First, want to go on the record and say if you are maybe less good-looking and not funny, you still have a lot of value. Um, on contrary to what Tanner <laughs> has no no possibly said here. So, um, but I do think it's it is kind of an interesting. Thing because our I feel like like growing up in schools and things like that it's very, you know we all know it's just like a popularity contest and like that. I feel like how good your high school or middle school or any experience like that is is how like popular you are and like how how much people like you. So yeah,
1: as much as it you know, sucks like, to say, I think it's true.
0: Yeah, it is, and so a lot of people you know they're like I got to be funny, you know I got to be funny so that people will like me, and it works for some people, it doesn't work for others, and. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting dynamic that kind of I think comes about because of the way that like our schools are and and just kind of like cliques and relationships in general growing up.
1: I think something that makes what we're saying not so terrible is I want to come out and say that people in high school and especially in middle school are people are dicks, like people are terrible. And so that's why there's so many people who had bad high school experiences and then they get to college and they're like a completely different person and they enjoyed college way more is because the people that are in college generally are a lot different than the people that you were around in high school. And so i'm right. just saying that when you're in high school being funny was one of the easiest ways to be popular yeah. um in college obviously there's way more ways you can you know make friends and there's usually people that you know there's much bigger variety and different ways to you know make people like you in college i think in high school it seems like it was pretty much be hot athletic for funny and so yeah that's what i was to say my thing about providing value is strictly in the high school young education <laughs> sense when you're an adult in college it really is not nearly as important
0: yeah there's like a different level of maturity for sure and I like i remember being in high school and some of the kids that were popular like just doing really stupid stuff like and everyone people thought it was funny and i was just like it like hurt me to watch and it pissed me off because like i was like man i'm not that popular but i'm not gonna do some stupid like it's so stupid no. i hated it there's kids who do the dumbest stuff have you seen the tiktoks of the it, what just, like, you got uh,
1: what you did in high school and got away with. Have you seen those, that trend? I
0: have seen those. Those are funny, yeah. Some of those are very. Those are
1: funny? Oh, they're funny, but they're terrible. Like, they're exactly yeah, what you're describing. Them like, them. Yeah. Kid, I saw when a kid hucked a trash can off, like, a balcony and just drilled a guy in the head. And, the, yeah. the, like, oh, wow. the person he hit in the head collapsed. And, yeah. like, the video ended. And so it's TikTok, and, you know, you don't know what happened, but... But he like, got that,
0: popular from that. It got People popular, and that.
1: They probably ruined whoever got hit's, like, life at high school and yeah. that's the sort of stuff that you got to do or not you got to do something <laughs> you got you, you got to, to be my a guy with the popular. trash can. Listen to our high be, school listeners uh, start fucking trash cans up. <laughs> start damaging <laughs> oh, your classmates. Dude, high school is a
0: is a is a brutal place. It is it really is a, a brutal place.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be done that part of my life. I'm well, not saying like I thought it sucked, but like, No, if we're yeah, going to talk about people good. who, you know, had bad high school, uh Ian, what do you think?
2: No, no, no. Quite, <laughs> quite the contrary, my friend. I was going to give our listeners the secret to surviving high school. Being marching uh, band. Two words marching band. <laughs> my career is oh, you 100% man. stick to your friend groups in marching band because you guys are so close knit. You spend hours and hours and hours and hours rehearsing
1: You're each you a very weird. You're, that's why we <laughs>
2: love each other. We're one big happy Just family. Kidding and that that sense of camaraderie like you just you can't get anywhere else
1: no i think you can't get well, it a lot of other places i think sports, what you're describing yeah. is being on a team and i but yeah. i will you agree 100 you, know, you got no, it no. from marching band yeah. no no i'm yeah, not no, saying that right. you didn't get it i'm just saying that what you're describing is universal across being on any sports team but and the marching a band and the speech and debate team. that
2: you get in marching band that you don't get anywhere else
1: all right for you got sure. that good
0: thing, thing and a bad thing
1: I'll
2: for say. sure for sure <laughs>
1: I can't speak to it from experience, but I will say that from the outside looking in, you guys look quirky. I'll say that. Darn right. That's I'll what I'm right. also. I'm also friends with a lot of marching band people, not just you, Keegan Saunders. Yeah. He's was uh, drum
2: major. He was the king of quirk.
1: Mm-hmm. Now that we're talking quirky. You can't not talk about Keegan.
2: <laughs> Keegan, we love you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've
0: got I mean, I've got nothing against band, isn't it? Was never my thing. I think it's a good place for people. I think everybody finds their own place in high school. Some people don't, you know, where they can, you know, fit in. Basically or whatnot, basically
2: what we're trying to say with this episode. If you want <laughs> comedy, join marching Band. That's all we're trying to say. I do Thanks like how we've gone
0: we've gone from comedy into our high school experiences. You never know where you're gonna go, you know? You just never know. <laughs> but it all ties. It all ties. I agree. Yeah. So I don't um, want to talk but, about a different point. Well, yeah, I'm gonna get into Tanner. I know you have pretty particular likes in comedy, and so I wanted to pick your brain about what, like, what makes something funny to you. Like, what makes Norm so hilarious to you? Because uh, <laughs> you're a huge Norm fan, and you can talk about that. But like, yeah. what you're very particular about your comedy, I feel like, and you have kind of these niches that you like. And I want to just kind of I hear, do. Like, why I don't want to.
1: I don't want to like say I'm a comedy snob, but. I, I generally that's okay. I, all right, whatever. But I don't. I just don't. There's a lot of things that I don't think are funny that a lot of a lot of people think are funny. There's also a lot of stuff that I think is funny that no one else thinks is funny. Amen. And Amen. yeah, if you don't know me, you don't know my interests. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Norm MacDonald is like my idol, my comedy hero, my legend. Like, uh, there were periods in college when I discovered him where I found myself just starting to talk like him just because I listened to him so much, and I had to like make a conscious effort him. to yeah. stop talking like norm and uh because people would notice it and they'd call me out and it was really awkward so i had to stop but yeah well like i guess if i'm going to describe the kind of comedy i like i think i'm gonna as well just describe what norm does and why he's so funny yeah. it's and th- the thing about norm is he's not if you don't like comedy if you're not into stand-up then you're probably not going to think norm is very funny because right. a lot of the jokes that he's doing are like they're almost like jokes about jokes like you have to know you have to kind of have a basic understanding of what a joke is and how humor generally works at the stand-up level to know, to like, to make, find his stuff funny because he's basically taking what normal stand-ups do and then doing the opposite. you like, flips. Um, right. Like he's just, he's trying to take you by surprise. And so a lot of people call him a comics comic because comedians think he's funny, but, you know, the general public sometimes doesn't. That's why he's probably not as popular as, you know, I think he should be. It's just because he generally, he caters his material more to the experienced comedy observer. And he's not, you know, he's not as mainstream as someone like, you know, not to say that Jim Gaffigan's not funny, but Jim Gaffigan, you know, anyone can really pick up Jim right. Gaffigan and immediately right. think this guy's hilarious, which I think yeah. he is hilarious. But um, yeah, I'd say that, you know, I do like shock humor a lot. <laughs> I don't, I think, I think it's, I think shock humor kind of gets a bad rap and people think it's like cheap, which I think it's definitely not. I think like the fact that shock humor is the kind of humor where it's like an involuntary laugh. Like, you can't control the fact that you're laughing. Sometimes, uh, the the, like, terrible videos of people getting injured sometimes do this, depending on if you think it's funny or not. Some people don't. I do. I understand that it's bad, but I do think it's funny. You
0: send me those all the time.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Sometimes I'm like, Um,
1: goodness, why why am I watching? (laughs) I, I don't have a specific example off, like, the topic. It's not, like, a video of just someone getting, you know, hit by a flying tire or something, but like shock humor, I think so, there's, I
0: mean, something about the unexpected. That yeah. It's the unexpected.
1: Funny. And I like it is because it's, it's in, like, it's involuntary. I think that's important. I think there's a lot of comedians where you'll say a joke and you'll like, you'll recognize that it's smart and you're recognized like, Oh, that's a funny joke. And like, you're like, you laugh out of like recognition in your head that it's funny, mm-hmm. but there, my funny kind of humor and norms humor is like you laugh and you don't have control. You're almost a lot of times a guilty laugh because he's saying stuff that can be kind of bad. Not yeah, politically correct but it's like almost an involuntary reaction and that's like my purest form of comedy is when it's not you're deciding to laugh it's you you can't help yourself you have to laugh at what you just heard or listened to or watched
0: yeah I think part of what makes Norm funny to me too is that like it's always unexpected like I'm not I, I can't guess where his jokes are going A lot of comedians, you can get like kind of a gist of like, okay, I see the joke he's going to make. Yeah. But they might make it in a way that, you know, is a little different than you're expecting. But like with Norm, a lot of times his jokes, like I don't know what the punchline is going to be. And it's usually something really, you know, really stupid. But like it's not something that I'm, Mm -hmm. it's not something that I'm expecting. And it's actually like pretty genius in the way that he does it. And that is what gets that kind of like unexpected shock laugh for me Mm -hmm. because. I, I can't be like midway through his joke and be like, ah, oh, I see where he's going with this. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I, until he says like the end, then I'm like, oh my gosh. You yeah, know? Sometimes okay. he wants
1: you to think you know where it's going. And then that's like part right. of the joke is then he pulls the rug out from under you and goes a completely different direction. Someone who, right. who I think is super funny, but is kind of can get predictable, especially if you're watching his entire like one of his specials on Netflix is Anthony Jeselnik. I think he's super funny. But like I remember watching his most recent special. And by the end of it, I could kind of see where every joke was going because they all have kind of a similar vein and idea. Um, mm-hmm. and eventually kind of catch on again i think it's super funny but that's kind of the difference between a comedian like anthony jasinick and one like norm who's like always like you you'll almost never know where it's going and anyone who's listening who doesn't know who norm is uh, i only ask you watch one video just google <laughs> youtube norm mcdonald moth joke and that should do the trick Iconic. that that Iconic. will give you exactly what his jokes for like
2: yeah one yeah. one of my favorite dynamics of uh, norm and i guess just shock comedy in general um is really kind of the honesty behind your reaction because it is so like instantaneous like you don't really have time to process it or think about it it's just like that like instant reaction and i don't know i i think that's just a unique form that kind of i don't know gets at the core of, of of humor in some context i don't know but i do think there's a very interesting dynamic of the honesty behind some of norm's jokes
1: mm-hmm. This is kind of a transition, but I think the reason it works like that, and I think this is the, this is true of almost all comedy, is the reason it's a lot of time if it's funny, it's because there's part of it that's true, and that's what makes it funny. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And that kind of goes into one of the things we wanted to talk about was why are comedians able to touch subjects that are kind of taboo or hard to hit, and it's because I think part of it is because they do reveal some truth that it's hard to just talk about and like, a, if you're just trying to have a conversation with someone, it'd be hard to talk about something that's sensitive without exactly. offending them or anything. But if you can make a joke about it and you can, you can kind of reveal just a piece of the truth without, you know, broadsiding them with something that they, makes them uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I, that's, you hit on something that I was definitely wanted to talk about is that what does, what makes what, like my favorite comedians that I really enjoy are the ones that, you know, the humor comes because they're saying something that's like, honestly, usually a pretty simple truth, but it's just not something you hear out loud. And you're kind of like, you know, you're like, I would never have said that out loud, but yes, that's so true. And then it's, you know, in the comedic form, I think it's a really cool, it's just like a cool medium to be able to talk about things that, you know, you wouldn't talk about as much. I think sometimes it does that inappropriately, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, jokes can go too far, but I do like the way that, that comedians kind of, um, and a lot of them kind of, you know, they have to like put their ass out there to say these things, you know, like they have like yeah, people will people will always hate them for saying some of the jokes that they say. Um, but like it gives them a space where they can kind of touch on subjects where that don't really get touched anywhere else. But like through comedy, it's, you know, OK, in a way, depending on what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like what everyone is thinking, but no one is saying.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's
2: kind of refreshing to hear those perspectives.
0: Now what I the type of comedy that I cannot stand for is <laughs> do tell a com- a comedy that I have seen with mine own eyes oh, and we saw it in Toronto when we went to Toronto. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: oh god. Tanner, I'm just going to be just a quick personal anecdote. I'm not going to go too much into his jokes because they were oh just filthy. My god. But we went on a trip to Toronto and we wanted to go to this comedy club and Tanner found a show and he was like, "Yeah, let's get tickets for this show." And then I don't remember if you, you told us before probably, but you're like, yeah, he's a triple X comedian. You yeah. Know, no big no big deal. you got like you kind of played it off, like, I'm sure I mean it can't be that bad, right? Uh, and we were like, okay, sure. He probably yeah, says we'll the F word. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, we'll go to the show oh, with this triple be. X comedian. <laughs> and he said some things that I just cannot believe came from like a human mind. I was just I I mean, when they say triple X, they really do mean triple X. Triple
1: freaking X. The thing that made it so that, terrible I don't was, it was it directed much. so much of it, and again, we don't want to get specifics because it really is truly filthy. But a lot of it was directed directly at Luke. Like, yeah. the comic was on the stage it talking to Luke, saying these things about him, saying that he he does these things, that he drinks these things, that he <laughs> various. I'm not. I don't want to talk specifics, but
0: no, please, no.
1: You get the idea. Like it was it was incredible to watch. Luckily, we'd had a few drinks, so we were kind of able to handle a little a little bit. But, I mean, it, yeah. it honestly kind of sobered us up, I think. He had to say. <laughs> and
0: I was like, wait, what did he just say?
1: <laughs> I know, we're all laughing, and we're like, hold, wait, hold on. what?" That? <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. I think there's a fine line, man. Like that, I just don't really appreciate that as much. Like I do think of comedy as kind of an art form because it's like very difficult. I've tried writing jokes before. It's hard. It's really, it's really hard. Really hard. Like you don't, you don't appreciate how hard it is for, to like get that many laughs out of like an hour special. Like,
1: try I mean, to really think five about minutes. It.
0: Yeah. Even five minutes. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. So I really have an appreciation where I've kind of fallen in love with stand-up comedy, and where I listen to it so much, and you know, I listen to like podcasts. and I think you movies. listen to it more than I do. I listen to a lot of stand-up, and especially I like frequently see your Spotify stand-ups. activities. My oh, Spotify is always. Yeah. You
2: go to sleep listening to stand-up. I
0: used okay. I don't do it as much anymore, but I literally, my entire high school and undergrad, I would fall asleep to stand-up comedy. But I don't know where that started. I kind of got in the habit. But anyways, like what I was talking about is what kind of made me fall in love with stand-up comedy is. Actually, like, I think people think that sometimes comics are like these kind of like losers that they're like, ah, like they're funny. So this is what they decide to do for their career. And that's kind of a dumb career. But I think the process of doing stand-up comedy is so ridiculously hard that, like, I really enjoy just the process and how hard it must be for them to, like, write those jokes, to go to all the really, you know, crappy little clubs and do their tiny little sets until they Mm -hmm. can finally, like, make it up. Um, And also that I think it takes a uh, quite a bit of like intelligence and like a lot of social intelligence to be a, a stand-up comedian because oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to be like a, you know an improviser on some on some form because you have to read a room you have to read body language you have to understand who's there and you never know what that's going to be like. And I know like every comic has like times where they tank their routines. I just can't imagine how horrible that has to feel to That'd like tank so an entire set. Painful. Oh my gosh. So I honestly have a ton of respect for stand up comics cause I, it just seems so hard.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that you talked about, I'd like to touch on again is yeah. how hard it is and how you start like, the, the career of a comic, being a comedian, and again, I've never done this, so I can't speak from personal experience, but I, I do listen to, I read a lot of stuff about the backstories of people and things like that. And it is like one of those few things that you 100% are not, you are not given it. You have to earn it. Like no one... Mm-hmm. Even if you're the son of anyone, Jerry Seinfeld's son, no one's gonna think he's funny or pay to watch him until he proves that he's funny. And so, and everyone does it. Everyone goes basically the exact same route. You start out working whatever clubs are in your hometown. Then, if you decide you want to take it real seriously, you move to a city like New York or L.A. and start trying to get time on at those clubs on those stages. And just you just have to hope that you get noticed and someone starts paying you to do the comedy. And eventually, if you get real big, you know you start selling out bigger and bigger rooms until you're on TV shows and doing Jimmy Fallon and everything like that but like no one gets there just by knowing some why well, you kind of have to know people but like essentially even if you know people you have to be funny to get anywhere right. yep so it's like it's just such a pure like it's just a pure job that you have to be good at it to succeed there's no 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 one's giving you anything
0: yeah that's very true I, that's that's why it kind of part of it like pisses me off when I just feel like there is like this idea that like stand-ups are just kind of losers and they're kind of dumb. <laughs> and like this was their last resort like i hate that there's that kind of honestly stereotype. for a lot
1: it is their last resort
0: yeah but, i mean uh, it, it, listen in some cases it is but i just like i have i have like i feel like people just don't respect them as much and i have a lot of respect for stand-up comedians because you know unless they're that guy in toronto screw that guy <laughs> I, I have I do a lot of respect like for, s- for the for the struggle
2: yeah i do feel like stand-up is Slowly but surely being becoming more mainstream, you know.
0: That's right, yeah.
2: Especially especially like during the whole pandemic and quarantine times, like I feel like podcasting in general is becoming far more mainstream as well. Yeah. Um and I, I feel like just since all of this, you know, change in life, um, I've just noticed a lot um, more like main you know. A lot more big-time comics are starting their own podcasts and everything. And I feel like it's just more talked about. I don't know if that's just with with the circles that I'm in, especially connected to you guys or something, but I do feel like slowly but surely stand-up is a little more mainstream.
1: Well, yeah, I think a lot of people are starting podcasts. Stand-ups are because they can't work stages right now. And so they need a way to make money. But then also... It's like, I think it's, I've never seen a podcast from a comedian that's not funny. Like it's almost, it's such an easy way to just do something successful. Not. I mean, it's not easy, but if you're a comedian and have the resources to get it started, it seems like it's a guaranteed way to make money.
2: Isn't, isn't Dave Chappelle doing some sort of like drive-in comedy shows or
1: something like that? Oh yeah. Some, yeah, they're they're doing drive-in comedy shows. Some people have started. Yeah, I to do know, this. I know. I know Burt Kreisler went on a tour
0: like yeah. for a few months with that. I don't know how successful. I think I heard him talk about it. He said it was all right. I mean, it's not the same, obviously. And that's actually something else that I want to talk about. Is can we, talk about in how, comics, can we, we talk about smart comics? We talk about Burt Kreisler? Yeah, no,
2: not Burt. Not Burt Kreisler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, he's a Chrysler. genius. In his, he's a genius in his own way. He but, is. He is. I something that is totally different to me is I've been to, I don't know, like three or four live comedy shows and there's something so different about being at a live comedy show that, like, I love also. Oh, yeah. Oh, the atmosphere like,
2: is totally different. Everybody,
0: it's, it's honestly super powerful. Like, everybody being there to, like, to, everybody's there to, like, to relax and everybody wants to laugh together and just how much, you know, as humans we feed off of each other's, you know, laughing and stuff. Like, there's nothing better than, I, I remember being in, um, when we went to the comedy show in Seattle, like it's so fun to just like be laughing your ass off and then look at your friend doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. It makes it like, so, oh man, it makes it like twice as good for me.
2: Even with an, like an entire room full of strangers, like, yeah. like going to a live standup show is it's like, it's a very communal thing. And there's like a connection you feel in the room that's like, you don't feel that same that same thing in any other context. I feel I think it's very unique to stand up and just comedy in general. Like, so many people are spending money coming to this place from all over just to laugh, mm-hmm. just to have fun, and usually mm-hmm. with family, friends, loved ones. You know, people that they care about. Like, it's all about having a good time, taking a break from from the chaos of life. And, and in
1: my and case, it went else. with you guys.
2: Correct. <laughs> Thanks for hanging I mean, out with us. Well, <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: It is crazy how much funnier it is in person. Like I can't stress that enough. If you don't mm-hmm. think stand up, if you like watch some stand up specials on Netflix and you didn't find it, you didn't it didn't tickle your fancy or something. I uh, I would urge you to still you know when they open up again go to your local comedy club because I've never been to a, a comedy show and not laughed at some of it. I've been to ones that are better than others, but I've definitely been to I've mm-hmm. never been to one where I did not think there were parts that were funny. But there's almost always a joke or two I'll take away from it and like tell my friends for the next week. It's like almost guaranteed.
2: It's a cool thing.
1: Go for it. Go go ahead, Ian. I
2: was just going to say, out of curiosity, what is your guys' favorite show that you've been to live and why?
1: For me, it was, this is easy for me. Actually, shoot, I thought it was easy. Now I just thought about it. It's either the (laughs) Seattle one or, but I think I'm just going to go with uh, the first one we went to in Boise with John Roy was the headliner. That's a great show. That guy was hilarious. I, I still don't, it was shocking to me that he only had like nine thousand followers on Twitter. Like I mm. thought he he just seems so funny.
0: Yeah, shout out to John Roy. John, John Roy's Roy. funny. Like, I I think, I think for me it was the Seattle one, but only because I felt like all of the comedians were better in general. I do think John Roy was awesome. Yeah. But but some of the people who opened for him were like, eh, you know, I could take relief. Yeah. But the Seattle yeah. one, I really liked all the openers. So, but it was just yeah, it was awesome.
1: Seattle was all home runs. They were all yeah. The last I, guy was definitely the best, but they're all good.
2: Right. I would definitely agree that Seattle is probably my number one. What was the name of that venue? Uh,
0: Something really generic, like Laughs. So, comedy. I don't remember. Is it yeah.
2: Laughs Factory or something?
0: Yeah, uh, that's factory. the one in Boise, isn't it? No,
1: that's I Liquid Laughs. Oh, yeah. But Did you go with us in Boise, remember.
2: Ian? No, I didn't make it to that one. No. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I would say the one in Seattle is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, and it kind of again for what we were talking about before, just like kind of that community uh, togetherness, because like we went with with like our friend group, like our closest friends in in the world.
1: There's like eight of us there.
2: There's mm-hmm. like eight of us, like and and it, we were taking yeah. up. I we were like split into like two different rows, um, but it was so fun just to be there with all of us and, and just laugh and have a good time. Uh, that one Russian dude was hilarious.
1: He mm-hmm. was great. It was great. I think it's it's super fun because it's something you can do when traveling too. Like whenever I travel to a city, I always try and make one night a comedy club night. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it, you know, Every basically every time I've traveled, I've made one of the nights we go to the local comedy venue and do go to a show. When we were in Amsterdam, we went to a show. They didn't have a comedy Actually, they might have had a comedy club, but I couldn't find it. We found an improv show. And as far as I could tell, I thought it was going to be all in English. And... <laughs> Because in Amsterdam, a lot of people speak English. And I think mm-hmm. I read on the site it was going to be all in English. But we got there late. We walk in. They see us in the back. And the, so far, about three minutes in, it was all in Dutch. I didn't know a single word. <laughs> and everyone's like laughing their ass off. And me and my friends are just <laughs> looking at us, her like, what the hell? Are we... <laughs> Is this going to change? And then, I don't, apparently, the beginning was all Dutch. And then after that, it was all English. But for the first five minutes, we were kind of all freaking out that we just wasted all our money to sit through this really, really, really awkwardly <laughs> sit through this. Entirely foreign language comedy show, but it did eventually switch to English and it was good. But it was funny in the beginning.
2: Phew. I did see Tom Segura live in Lincoln last summer, which was just incredible. Like, hearing his laugh, if you've heard (laughs) him, you know his laugh. Hearing that in person is... Arguably one of the most, the best mm. moments of my life. It was just <laughs> so sad. It was hilarious.
0: That guy yeah. is a king of delivery, man. That guy delivers really jokes. Is. That's what makes him great he really for me. Is, is. He, he delivers jokes in such a funny way. His jokes don't even yeah. have to be that funny, but he can make them funny. Just yeah, crazy. See,
2: seeing him in person was just like surreal. So that would definitely be a close second for me.
0: Mm. I
1: had a similar want, experience yeah. with that uh, with Jerry Seinfeld. I saw him live in Boise, at the, recently. And hearing his classic, just the way he talks, was just like a, yeah. such a satisfying <laughs> moment for me.
0: Yeah, that's true. What are you talking to, about? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I want to
0: hear you do a Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. All precious. right, let's
2: start doing comedian
0: impressions. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I want to talk about one more thing, and I might be weird because I think about this, but this is another beautiful thing about being at a comedy show to me. and it, it, I don't know if I'm weird for the hot about waitresses. This, but... <laughs> no. Okay, But even if you're looking around at like strangers in that, in that, you know, in the club, you're, none of them are thinking about the political views of the person next to them or across the room from them. I'm not thinking about what their views are and all the things that people like immediately like are going to, you know, today where it seems like all the different things that are like divisive. I feel like in a, you walk into like a comedy venue and it's like, nobody cares. Everybody's there to laugh. They don't care, you know, what you think or anything like that. And I love that feeling. It's literally like I can look across at the guy and just be laughing with him, and I don't care like what his views are or like what we would talk about, you know, outside of this. And that's something that's cool for me. That's something that I really enjoy as well. That is that's beautiful. Different.
1: Yeah, you're laughing. At the guy guy's super racist, but for that moment, <laughs> he's like cool. <laughs> oh, God. Well, not, not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> I will say I don't like political humor very much at all. No, I mean, I just either. don't, I just don't think it's funny. Nah, that's why I don't really watch any late shows. So much of it is political. I'm just like, oh, I don't, it's just not funny to me.
0: Yeah. I'm not super into that sort of thing either. Yeah. Anyways, I think is we just want to kind of talk about how, how we enjoy comedy and like why that's, why we think it's powerful. And like I talked about at the beginning, I think it's a good way to, Just forget about all the like divisiveness that we see and to laughing is good for you, man. Laughing is good for you. So get out there and enjoy some comedy. Please.
2: Pretty please.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm very excited to talk about this now. Ian is probably very unexcited.
2: (laughs) Not more excited than I am.
0: (laughs) Tanner is probably very excited. I'm excited. But the
1: NBA is back. Is back. Freaking the NBA is back.
0: We've been.
1: <laughs> me and Tanner. Yes. Ian, I know what is the. It, what does the NBA stand for, Ian?
2: Uh, National Basketball Association. Hey.
1: Hell yeah, okay. Swish
0: We've got that. That's much right. Switch.
2: Give me a. Give me a hard one. You
0: can, <laughs> you can help. You can answer some. Uh, some questions Can't with Tanner with. later. I'm we'll ready. see how well you I'm do. I'm
2: ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: But the NBA is back. We've been waiting for it. Me and Tanner are big NBA guys. Yeah. So we've been waiting for it. I have watched games every day and it's it's beautiful
1: it's been incredible the games I it, I don't understand how it's possible that every single game that I've watched has been incredibly close and good like it's been an unprecedented run of incredibly close games and good basketball ever since the NBA started from night one with LeBron hitting a game winning shot off a mm-hmm. miss and then a putback, and then, yeah. then I don't I can't remember specific games but I remember watching the Blazers Grizzlies go to OT I mm-hmm. uh what was the uh, Clippers and no, that was the first game. There's been a couple other good ones. I can't remember specifically. But I remember every single game that I've sat down and watched has been like so close. It also doesn't. It also helps that I've been betting on all of these games, so I have <laughs> quite a bit interest. invested in all of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it has been great, man, and it's been oh man. I honestly needed it. I you needed know, yeah, I, was, I was just about I'm to say
2: nowadays more than ever, is yeah. people need sports.
1: Yeah,
2: not, like, the teams are playing hard for their fans, That's and people right. are so
0: stoked. Me as well, me and especially.
1: Surprised. No, no, all your insights are one hundred percent accurate. Yes, yeah, right. right. I know. You're kind of saying it sarcastically, but I think. What would I you know. say is your favorite NBA team, Ian?
2: Oh, bro, the Raptors, bro. We the hey, yeah, with an north bro.
0: <laughs> I've turned I've turned Ian into a Raptors fan with me. Sorry, with an I we the north. Appreciate. Joined, it. I forgot. To, I didn't up, tell you this, Tanner, right but.
2: What, wait, when did you? Sorry, hashtag WeTheNorth.
0: Yes, thank you. I posted on my Instagram story when the Raptors beat the Lakers. and this is
2: legendary. It was, Ian, responded, responded, Tenner, Ian responded.
0: <laughs> Ian responded to my Instagram story. And I you know that Ian doesn't know anything about basketball. He responded to my Instagram story, and all he said was WeTheNorth. <laughs> and I started <laughs> busting up laughing so hard because he had no idea what happened, but he was still, you know. He was still rapping. I didn't. I, I didn't
2: that. know exactly what happened, but I had a feeling. I had a feeling something. <laughs> I had, big,
1: had a feeling it was. It was good.
2: Something big. <laughs> in, big. in the heart. In the heart.
1: <laughs> it was. It is true. I think everyone needed it. I think it was really crazy after night one of the games. I can't remember. Did you watch the first game? It was Pelicans, uh, Jazz. Both the games were super close. And afterwards on Reddit, I always go to Reddit after the games just to read everyone's thoughts and what happened. And every, like, all the comments were just like, oh, my God. I didn't realize how much I missed this. And even before the regular season started during the scrimmages, I think I think the Lakers played on the first night of the scrimmages. They were, in you know, preseason didn't count for anything. Everyone was also like, oh, my gosh. And it was awesome to watch the scrimmages, too. I was also betting the scrimmages, obviously. But um, <laughs> just, uh, it's awesome to have basketball back. I also think... It's uh, super cool, the bubble they're doing, and there's so many aspects of the bubble that are so dope. And as you see baseball yeah. have its second outbreak, you're just kind of, yeah. like, thankful that the NBA decided to go with the bubble. Because I think there's also no that the way— Also the
0: NBA is able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the, like part of it was, you know, the part of their season that they were at and the way that basketball works makes it a little easier for basketball. You
1: know, you could have yeah. done a bubble in any sport. It you just could, required we a lot more— well, yeah. they ba- I mean, I think baseball. Well, how many players aren't a baseball team?
0: Yeah, but they're literally starting their season, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd be I guess. At least I with guess. basketball. They know, like in a few months, they're good to leave. Baseball would be like, they don't. They don't know when <laughs> get the
1: bubble bubble. <laughs> It could be a like year. a year. <laughs> well, like the NFL would definitely uh, can't do a bubble because you're not. talking like 80 man rosters. Imagine a bubble with 80 <laughs> times 32. Yeah, they have a hotel for each Dude, team. Dude, it'd be they'd a freaking just... city. They'd have to build yeah. a city. Be a giant bubble. That'd yeah. be crazy.
0: It's super cool. I also appreciate how strict they're being about it. I thought it was hilarious that, like, a few guys literally walked out the gates to like, get their DoorDash or whatever and they had to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. And also, it just looks freaking fun. It looks so fun in there. They're just, like, they're fishing, they're playing resort golf course. I know. They're doing whatever they want in there. They're playing Call yeah. of Duty. Gosh, I mean, I it sucks really being away I was from their in the NBA. Actually,
1: but to be in the <laughs> just to be in the bubble honestly I don't even have to be in the NBA it's I just like want to be in, in the college, bubble just give me a dorms. room
0: it yeah. is I think it is yeah I think it is for them yeah I agree
1: I think um, so I think it's yeah. cool oh sorry go ahead I think it's cool that even though they're testing everyone and you know they're very confident that no one inside of it has coronavirus they still have everyone masked up and everyone separated yeah. because because now even if somehow it gets in there I think the chance of it spreading to a whole team are pretty low because just the way they're all spread out, especially if it gets into like a service worker, all the like the non-essential, not non-essential, not the, all non-players are wearing masks <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, and so yeah. if, you know, if, a, if some service worker gets it, it's definitely, I don't think it's gonna cause an outbreak. It's probably, just gonna be, oh shoot, one of us got it. They'll yeah. contact Trace the hell out of them. And then they'll probably be back to normal. Whereas if they kind of just like let everyone in the bubble and then said, all right, Gung Ho, be yourself again. All it takes is one person Screwing up and then the whole thing is destroyed. But right? I think the way it's set up, you know, obviously they took all the best science advice in the world, and I think they're set up just to withstand just about anything.
0: Yeah, they're doing a good job. They're doing a good job. Not to say that I think it's impossible for an outbreak to happen, It's impossible. A good I, I don't think that's true. I, I hope there's an outbreak. No, I don't hope there's an outbreak. Suck. <laughs> I hope there's one just so that you look
1: like an idiot. <laughs> You're like, there is no way. <laughs> you can quote me on that. There is no uh, way. I will. I will eat a hat. If there's an outbreak inside of the NBA bubble,
0: okay. Here's hold on, Tanner. I want to get I want to get your hot takes so they're on record on the podcast.
1: But first, can I, I say want- one more thing about the bubble? Yeah. Like, oh, you want to record my hot takes about the no outbreak? Is that what you want? I just no. said that.
0: Okay. No, say so your say so your.
1: I think uh, the way the some of the things about the bubble, not related to coronavirus, but the virtual fans sounded super cheesy. But there, I'm liking it a lot. It looks cool. <laughs> It's <laughs> it, it, not it, bad. It, it's the best they could have done and it That's looks what I awesome. Agree. And the best they can. The logos on the court. I didn't realize this. All did the logos say on logos? the court. Yes. Did, did you know this look they're all not actually there? Oh, really? No. Okay, I think no, the Black Lives Matter is actually oh, there. My. And yeah, but like add, the sponsors that change for the home you know, team? all the sponsors that are sense. I was wondering added how they're in doing the that. broadcast, and I did not realize that. I think my brother Tyler told me that, and I was that's shocked because cool. I did not notice. They did such a good job. Like, I don't know how the heck they're doing it, whatever technology. Yeah, that's technology. crazy. I didn't, know that. you did, I didn't even realize that.
0: That's crazy. Ooh-hoo. It is cool because like it's cool how you can actually tell who's like uh, the home team. Like they have, you know, they'll have like they even have like the PA announcer like announce yeah. their, I don't know if that's a recording or what the heck that is. I think they but, don't.
1: They might hear the PA. I know. I just heard yeah, on the broadcast today sentiment. they were talking about. I don't think they hear the fake crowd noise. I think that's oh, all that's they're playing kinda the sad. broadcast. That's kind of yeah. Sad. they were talking about like a guy shooting a free throw at the end, and they're like, "It's a lot different now because it's dead silent in there." Um. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's kind of sad because like you want to try and give it some sort of semblance of like actually being a home game, and like on the broadcast you get that, but yeah, probably not as much when they're actually.
1: It makes a lot of sense actually. Those logos are edited in. Imagine if then them replacing the court. You yeah, have to change them team. all the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah.
0: Is there only so? Is there only one court? Because it looks like they're only. No, no. But there's, more have, uh, than, there's, there's a lot t- of them, right? I think there's two or three. Two or three. Okay. Yeah. Or four. It's cool, man. It's really awesome, and it's making me happy. So, and Tanner's Tanner's happy getting back into his betting. And Ian's happy too. Yeah. That's right. I've been doing I mean. well
1: betting. If anyone wants any locks, go ahead and hit me up. <laughs>
0: Okay, hold on. Back to your hot takes. I want your hot takes on record. You want my on my hot takes too. You can you sure. can give yours. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Tanner, I, mean, I want. Uh, I mean, both I'll of you. Try not yes. to get
2: too fired up about this. I want
0: your hot take. Um, finals and 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 the winner.
2: Oh God, bro. <laughs> I
1: think it's. <laughs> Don't get me started. Bro. I think to pick anyone but the Lakers is like you know a pretty big gamble because it's LeBron James we're talking about here, and. You know they lost to games like they're playing the Jazz right now. Last I checked, they were losing, and they lost to the Raptor, Raptors a Raptors, couple nights ago. Raptors
0: just handled Raptors. them. Well. let's call them. But
1: yeah, they, we've all we've seen this before. LeBron doesn't his teams don't often do super great in the regular season. Like this is to be expected, and so I think come playoff time, I don't think there's a scenario where LeBron is going to lose a seven game series to anybody except the Clippers. The only thing, only team I think that might give him a run. But, again, I think seeing that game night one, you kind of saw, I don't know. I think, you know, obviously everything could change. But night one, the Kawhi I saw doesn't look like he's ready to beat LeBron. No, please.
0: Please. Okay. Did Disagree, you watch the game? I watched the game.
1: He looked stiff as a rock. He couldn't do anything in the clutch. Meanwhile, LeBron just took over when he had to.
0: He'll be fine. He also has Paul G- do They also have Paul George. Like, That would be, fine.
1: That'd be yeah, fine. Paul George, historically a great clutch shot maker.
0: Historically, a good basketball player, Tanner. Okay, a good
1: basketball player, but and also they don't reflection. turn the ball over. All right. Well, I and mean, we'll see. Okay, um, Ian. That's my. Oh, sorry, I for, didn't uh, say winner. Oh, Lakers. who's gonna win? Yeah,
0: Lakers. Oh, you didn't even say anything. Actually,
1: I'm gonna say no. <laughs> say- All you <laughs> said was, "Don't bet
0: against the Lakers." <laughs> Answer okay, the question, No, no, so- Lakers
1: are going to the finals. I think they'll play either the Bucks or no, 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 no. The Give me, the,
0: give me team. Give me team.
1: I'm gonna pick Bucks then. I just, Lakers, I really, I really, I really want it to be the Bucs. I want Giannis to be good, but I feel he might oh, choke, scream. but I want no. it to be Giannis. But, and then the, I think the Lakers will win. Unless, but if it's the Raptors, mm-hmm. Lakers, I think the Raptors might win.
0: Really? Bro. I'd be, that'd be something
1: about pay. the Raptors, man. I don't know.
0: That's don't right, baby. I understand. Babe. Ian, do you have your uh, hot take on who's going to make it?
1: Oh, God. Well.
0: I see you clicking through your browser.
2: Oh, well, with, <laughs> with the Bucks ranked number one in the Eastern Conference and the Warriors number one in the West. Wait, Warriors wait, are not wait. number one in the West.
0: Oh. <sighs> no, no, the, no. Are you looking at last year?
2: Bro, when was the last time?
0: I think oh, you're looking at last shit. year if the Warriors are number one. Okay, he's, yeah, he's that was, lost that was his 2018, chance. 2019. Move on. Next question. Oh, uh, bro,
2: the Lakers uh, number one in the Western Conference.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to have to give it to the Lakers,
0: bro. Okay, so we've got two yes. Lakers. If you want okay. my here's I think it's gonna be Clippers Bucks. I really hope my Raptors go back. I think they could do it, but I really think that Giannis is gonna just power through. So I think it's gonna be Clippers, Bucks. I think Bucks win.
1: I'm going Suns Wizards. Suns Wizards. <laughs> they're
0: gonna they're gonna come from back. Alright, so we've got it on record. We have it on record. And All the right. only the only other hot tech I want is MVP.
1: MVP is going to be honest, I think, because they have already said they're only taking into account regular season, and he was. Oh, that's right. I he was,
0: yeah, I think he I was understand.
1: a menace, and so I think he's going to win it again, and I think he probably deserves it. I mean, him or LeBron, both deserve it, depending on how you view MVP versus like the best player who whose team would be worse without them, who like put up the best stats. All three of those questions kind of could lead you to different directions, but I think historically the way they evaluate it, it's always uh who's doing the best who's got the best stats and it's Giannis. i
0: agree okay in honor of the nba being back and us being so happy about it i'm going to run tanner through and ian you can try and answer if you really want to you don't have (laughs) to you don't don't have to and don't look him up because it will ruin it for tanner but um
2: okay fine
0: i'm gonna i'm going to ask tanner some nba trivia just from this season this is all stats from this season tanner and we'll see how well he did. We have like 10 questions. Some of them have more than one part. Stances but we'll see. Numbers? Uh, well, yeah, numbers. I mean Letters. I'm not I'm good with
2: numbers and I'm not good at numbers. I'm not in gonna general. ask
0: him like how many points is this person averaging you now. <laughs> we'll, oh, thank
1: God. How okay. many Anyways, points for game some is questions. Patrick Beverly yeah. averaging <laughs> in away games? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see how well he does, and I don't know. I'm I'm I have confidence in Tanner. So I'm I gonna go to the Me first too. one. All right. Here's an easy easy one. I'm starting to have easy, bro. Who's okay. got the most points per game? And you can guess how many points per game it is if you want. For This, this is all is for it, this it season.
1: Is, is it Giannis? No, it is not Giannis. Is it Harden? It's
0: Harden. How many points okay. do you think? 32? 34. 34.4. Oh, That's pretty good.
1: Dang so it, that is, dude.
0: That is a X. Someone keep track. Ian, keep track of these. Okay? That is, that is 0 for 1.
1: I got it on my second guess. That's pretty
0: good. Um, That yeah, was pretty good. Um, Let's do uh, blocks per game. This is hard.
1: It's harder. Is it not an obvious? Is not like a big name? Is it some weird guy?
0: Um, Sometimes it's no. a weird guy. He plays for a team that you like. Really?
1: Yeah.
0: Team that you've been to a few of their games. Oh Rudy Gobert. I'll give you a real no. I knew you'd say that. The other team.
1: Hassan Whiteside.
0: Whiteside. Yeah. <sighs> Free. The okay, Whiteside is averaging three blocks a game. He's at the top. Gobert wasn't actually even that high up. I think. Okay, wow. next one is field goal percentage. Which team and what percentage?
1: Probably the Bucks. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, not Bucks. Oh, uh,
1: my
2: God. How about James Harden, Houston?
0: <laughs> you are correct, sir. Ian also, is one my for my one on the first sh- question. My, my phone is you? shutting off, by the way. Okay, that's fine. Um, no, Wait, it's did Lakers. I, did I get the... Oh. It's the Lakers. <laughs> Lakers. How, what, what percent do you think? It actually got me 45 48.1 Pretty good Pretty good Pretty wow. good Also listeners Please do this Along with Tanner See if you can kick his ass um,
2: Wait uh, Wait wait So he missed the first one He missed the second one I missed all
1: of them yeah, These he are missed hard
0: questions He missed all three okay. so far Okay, They're not Hey I gave you points per game And you well, didn't guess hard. James Harden
1: I got them I got both of those On my I got the two player ones On my second guess
0: Yeah no You're doing You're actually doing pretty good They're very. They're hard these are hard questions, and they're only getting harder.
1: Um, Ask me a sister uh,
0: game. <laughs> I don't have the one on here, actually. Because I
1: know the answer. It's LeBron James.
0: It is not LeBron James.
1: I'm pretty sure it is.
0: I actually I have no idea. I didn't look that one up, so I don't think <laughs> <know. laughs> You're
1: just like, no, it's not. You didn't even
0: know? No, ah, it can't be LeBron. He, he sucks.
2: LeBron James, Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Yeah, it is okay. it is LeBron. Um, okay, next one is which player, not team, which player has the best three-point percentage?
1: This is oh. a hard question.
0: This is a hard question. Well, this one is good. not what this one will not be what okay, you
1: think. I'm gonna hope I can get it. Is it Duncan Robinson?
0: No, good guess. George so this, Hill. this guy is George Hill. Yes. Oh God, like that's really good on second try, honestly. I'm impressed at second try on that one. I
1: I've seen these some of these stats before. I know it's always weird guys, yeah. I know George Hill is one of those guys who's always up there.
0: Yeah. What percentage do you think he's shooting?
1: Is he 40,
0: 45, Forty six? Forty seven point four. Ooh. Ah! You're close, dude. You're doing well. Okay. Now, in the same vein, which team has the most three pointers made? This one surprised me.
1: This is the easiest one ever.
0: Really? Is no, it really not the Rockets? Me. No. No, no, no.
1: It's not the Rockets. No. There's a team that's made more threes than the Rockets.
0: Yes. There's a team that has made more threes than the Rockets. It's Golden State. It's, uh, it's so not Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> Could <laughs> <Good> try. <though. laughs>
1: Who could it be? It's I'm not dying. the Rockets.
0: And they were. Uh, I think it was by like sixty threes. They have the most three oh pointers my made. Gosh, bucks! Yeah. That's incredible. Nope,
1: a lot of euros. Oh, well, the Mavericks.
0: Mavericks. The Mavericks have the most by like sixty. They've over a thousand threes crazy. made. That's crazy. Yeah, that one. That I know the
1: Rockets great. like shoot it more yeah. than you thought they shoot more, th- shot more threes than everyone, but yeah,
0: they were up there. I can't remember what they were.
1: Apparently okay. This
0: nervous. one, if you've been following this season, you should know this. What is the team with the longest win streak this year? And then you can try and guess how many games it was.
1: Oh, I have yet to get one right. And I haven't been confident about. And I've pretty you much done, guessed do, Bucks or Lakers on all of them, and I. I mean, it's not I'm gonna go to the Lakers either. again.
0: Not Lakers. It's
1: not the Lakers.
0: I knew this one. I knew this one before I looked it up. I didn't know how many games, but. The Bucks had a huge streak of games. Oh. They had a huge, huge win streak. I mean they barely lost. But what do you yeah. th- how many games do you think they won in a row? Seventeen.
1: Seventeen? Yeah,
2: how
0: many is
1: it? Are you it? crazy? I don't it's think they've even played four.
0: that many games. Oh. Oh. No, they didn't. They won I'm fifty-four. Just just <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many they've won. I, I I think I erased the number of their streak. I forgot where it is. They've won fifty-four games, and I can't remember what their streak was. I forgot to type it. I was. But it was no
1: way. It was fifty-four. <laughs> <games. laughs> played
2: more than fifty games in a season. Eighty-two. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, eighty-two. My God. Hold on. I'm gonna try and look it up because I for, I must have erased it. It's pissing me off. Box win streak. It says zero mm. is their current win streak. <laughs> but uh I feel like your guess was close. Because I I remember typing it. But anyways, it was the box.
1: 18 game
0: win 18 streak. Games. Okay. Impressive. Wow. Wow. Um, alright. Oh, this one this is a, this is a very hard question. <laughs> uh um so this is what player has the longest streak of 30 plus point games this year?
1: Longest streak of thirty Longest streak plus. of
0: thirty plus. So they had the most consecutive.
1: And this is Seven hard. Is it team. some is it not?
0: No, it's it's, it's a big name. Big name.
1: <laughs> is it harden?
0: It's not. Is
1: it uh Luca?
0: No. Mean, not, I, I actually think I actually think oh, you would expect Colin? it.
1: Is it Bradley Beal?
0: No, it's not. Oh my god. None yeah. of the above. It's actually Kawhi Leonard.
1: Oh, from the Jan- Los from Angeles Clippers. Longest Cuppers. streak of thirty games, yep. thirty points from January
0: games? to February. He had nine games where he had thirty wow. plus points. I just he assumed he 34. wouldn't, just
1: because he takes so many load days. Mm-hmm. But
0: well, I mean, I think it counts as it's just games he played in. I mean,
1: oh, yeah, okay.
0: But Dame also had that ridiculous streak, which was eight games. He averaged forty-five points <laughs> in those eight games, which is just That's ludicrous. filthy. Okay, I've got a few more. And these ones I'm giving you you could just have to name two of the top five. I'm gonna ask you for two of the top five. Jeez. Uh we'll do two of the top five rebound getters this year. You just gotta name two of the top five.
1: Two of the top five rebound getters. Yep. Anthony Davis. No. You're kidding. I have no. yet to get one on my first try. No. How is he not? Where
0: there's are you getting your few, stats from?
1: There's ESPN.
0: There's DeAndre a few Jordan? That you. No. Oh my gosh. Dude. How you're not, you how you got to name the Come on. There's some obvious ones.
2: Joel, Joel uh and Embiid. <laughs> uh, so yeah,
1: is <laughs> Joel Embiid is one of them? No, it's not. No. Well, <laughs> these are obvious. Think of who is I like the biggest the rebound centers. No. Who is oh, the biggest uh, rebound Tom getter Tom in the league? Gumpo. Andre
0: Drummond? Drummond number 1. Yes. Tionis. Okay. Giannis is 3. Rudy yep, is 4. Yep, 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 yep. There's two more you guys don't have. One of them we already mentioned. He was the answer to one of the other ones.
2: Leonard. Los Angeles Clippers. No I guess, though.
0: LeBron. No, Whiteside. on Whiteside's number two. And then Sabonis is five. I can't believe you didn't go drumming right off the bat.
1: I'm sorry. I'm just thinking big names. Big, yeah. big names.
0: Here, this one should be here. I'll throw, I'll throw you an easy one. Team with the worst record Please. in the NBA. And what is the record? It's the Warriors. Yes. What do you think their record is?
1: Uh, they have 15 wins. I don't know how many losses.
0: Wow. You have exactly right. 15 wins. Bang! Wow, is,
2: that, is that the first
0: one? 15 wins, 50 losses for the Warriors. I just wa- I, I knew you'd want to say that one. I knew you'd want to right. mention Tanner that.
2: has one point.
1: It's hilarious that right. the Cavs and the Warriors are the two worst teams in the league now after four straight Three years, years. Of, being, of knowing the finals matchup. It is. It's crazy.
0: It's just all about the big names, bro. That's why I love the Raptors right now. They don't have like a... I mean, Siakam is like becoming like a big name, but they just have... All, a bunch of you know, solid, just like I a saw, solid roster, man. So I saw fun a
1: comment so that. that I think expressed it pretty well. If the Lakers and the Raptors play, the Lakers have by far the best two players, but the Raptors have like the next six.
0: Yeah, yep, I'd agree. That's why I love, I love watching them right now. It's been, it's been awesome. All right, here we go. Final question, Tanner. Let's see if you can get this one. This is, another, I'm going to ask you for another top, two to the top five. Okay. Two To the top five, in turnovers per game.
1: Oh, man. No I think, actually, I
0: can't game. remember if they did it per like minutes played or per game. I think they did it per game.
1: So Probably I'm Steph trying Curry. to think of two <laughs> two players who handle the ball. I love you just, just chiming in. And, chime. <laughs> and he says the team, like, we don't know where they play for. Golden State, separate the Warriors, not the other one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be it.
2: completely honest with you guys right now. I have a Google page open. I did search NBA players. I have NBA's top 100 <laughs> players. I can see eight of them.
1: You're just naming them off. <laughs> Turnovers uh, per game turnovers per game. Oh uh, Good Damon Lillard
0: Damon L- No, 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 no,
1: it's gotta be guys who handle the ball a lot Yeah, and suck at it. it over <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's that's really hard. Uh,
0: there's one obvious one. For Colin me, Sexted, he's number two. Know, he
1: kind of sucks.
0: No I'll, all, nice. i can tell you all of the names on this five are it's very sure big he's names
1: trying his best though. Are very big names.
0: Yes. All five of them are very big names. Paul, and there is George. one three point guards
1: Oh Kyrie Ooh, no. Kemba Kemba No Oh
0: There's a very obvious one for me He just oh. be playing for a new team this year Russell He always Westbrook. turns the ball over Yes Russell okay. is number two
1: Can you just tell me the rest I don't know dude
0: Trey Young's number one For the most turnovers okay. Russell Westbrook second James Harden third Luka <laughs> is fourth And LeBron James number five
1: you enjoyed saying that one, didn't I you? I
0: did, loved it. They're all averaging like well, Whoa. they're all averaging it anywhere from between four and five turnovers.
2: Oh, well, so much ball time! It's kind of expected.
1: So much ball time. <laughs> yes, it's It's a ludicrous amount you. of ball time. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lose the ball.
2: Statistically speaking, he'll probably have more turnovers.
1: That's right. He might, he, he like might it. turn it over more. He is
2: If only the viewers could look at the stats right now. <laughs>
0: Oh, I can't even. I appreciate. It. Anyways, there's a fun game, Tanner. You did good, honestly. Those are hard what? questions, and you were almost. Yeah,
1: like, That's right. We didn't get one. We
2: didn't get your take on any sort of hot takes. What, he what,
1: told what, yeah, us Raptors takes. all the way. He's I gave all the hot I gave, takes. Oh
2: well, yeah, I gave, let me give you another one. Well, I
1: well, said fan, but I, said yeah,
0: Clippers but I said Clippers box.
2: What's your opinion on uh the Thunder's very own Dennis Schroeder <laughs> leaving the NBA bubble for the birth <laughs> of his child?
1: I think I he's know. doing the right apparently, thing.
2: <laughs> apparently, Billy Donovan is uncertain when <laughs> this guard will return.
1: You know, I think this who's bit Billy, has a Billy Donovan. where Ian asks a question about something he has no idea about. That's
0: true. That would be hilarious, actually. So, <laughs> Anyways,
1: thanks, everybody, for indulging
0: us. Tanner, you did great. It thank was hard. You. I gave you hard questions. Well, you you. kind of sucked at the at the ones where I asked for two of five. You did suck at those, but I you were did. good at the other ones. I was good at the other ones. <laughs> you were good at the other ones. Anyways, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Let us know if you beat Tanner. Let us know if you beat Ian. That would be hard. Ian was all <laughs> over it.
2: Oh, well, hey, Tanner got one. I got zero. We're not that far off.
0: <laughs> that's <is> true. That's <laughs> true.
2: Anyways, <laughs> guys. That
0: that's true. Thanks for chatting. It's been it was good. fun. I'm going to go watch about some uh, NBA
2: and then call it a night.
0: That's, good. <laughs> that's where you're going to end your night. Hey, that's great. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Tanner, you got anything else to say about your performance, about the NBA, about comedy?
1: uh no i just say i hope the jazz are winning this game i'm about to check the score i got money on that but i'm done
0: all right and on that i think we're gonna call it until next time take some time to get to know yourself